Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, uh, for the Game of the Year episode that we're going to be doing, our uh, our top ones. Uh, this is a video game podcast born of the Monster community, and joining me tonight, Sasha, how you doing? Pretty good. Feeling refreshed. Had actual days off and gotten to play video games and filled my whole list, so I'm ready to chat. How are you? Doing okay. Still in tooth pain. It's been a little while. Mm, uh, crummy. Have ibuprofen for it, but that's that's what we got. I also have somewhere uh, aura gel. I have no idea where I put it, but uh, it's about the worst it's been in the past couple days today, but this is still not near as bad as before I found the... Uh, the medicine there was a day i had no painkillers and that was bad that sounds terrible. that was real bad um and morg how are we doing tonight oh i'm I, i'm still recovering i mean like uh it, it's been super duper busy um in all the while that i wasn't here but um yeah nope here to talk about video games and maybe a, a few wild cards that aren't necessarily video games that are on my list I think I got yeah, about eight I, or nine. I understand that uh, it was it was kind of a stretch for you guys to get ten games this year. Uh, being ten games busy. that I liked that deserved to be on the list. Fair enough, uh, because uh, like I told you guys earlier, um, and I'll I'll say this to the audience: uh, I did some some math uh, on New Year's Eve while we were talking about the topic of like just some friends of like some games we liked over the year um between the 69 switch games that i play which is actually now 72 uh whoa and the 25 which is now 26 uh games and then all of the pc games that i played this year i've over 130 games played uh so i had a very heated list for getting on the top 10. I have booted several games out that I truly enjoyed. Um, not to fill up with like honorable mentions and stuff, but there's a game that I gave 10 out of 10 on bickering bucks that did not make the list. Wow. The Jurassic world evolution Two. Wow. Uh, the Jurassic park builder that came out in like January, February. Uh, it was on my list most of the year. But I just I couldn't keep room for it. And so it got edged out. Yeah. Um and it and the, believe it or not, at one point it was at three. So I, I've I've done a lot of swapping and you know, analyzing my feelings on, on these games and how how they've stacked up over the the months that I may have played them ago or, you know, recently played them. Um because also recency bias is a thing it really is yes like so here we are we're gonna do uh like we said 10 through 6 tonight uh with 5 4 3 2 1 being next week and we're also gonna do our true honorable mentions like i said jurassic park isn't even on the honorable mentions so it's it's just gone so that's one example of many of the great games that i played this year so, 
if we have time left over next week, maybe we can talk about some other things that we did this year that wouldn't exactly fit. But it's sounding like that's mostly going to be me because you guys were, you know, you didn't have as much time to play. No, I, I did, I did a little more reading this year than I normally do. And I definitely mm. watched a lot of movies and TV. So, yeah, and we'll we'll have to do that too. We'll have to we'll have to do like an other media t- best of the year because I think there's some great things to talk about there too. I agree. Definitely. Just make Jan- January the 2022 year in review. Skip the quiz for now because we've done a lot of those. Um, so without further ado, uh, who would like to start us out tonight Mm. with our number 10 quote unquote, I I go first. Um, my number 10 is my only like, not a game kind of a game asterisk and it's Duolingo. And the reason why I'm considering it a game is that i mean like i actually don't know what it is so duolingo to... is an app for your phone that teaches you a new language or in my case okay. has been maintenance of the four years of spanish that i put in in high school and now have been digging out so like to kind of show you why i'm calling it a game this is like my my game map i'm this is all my like completed oh. completed levels. Gives you percentages. There's different kinds of like mini games. You can do personalized practice. So yeah, that's a real bitch because it's the same errors I make all the time and I just get to make them more. Um, and then there's like flashcards uh, to do vocabulary matching and as fast as you can possibly go. There's um, something called ramp it up. So each level gets progressively harder and it's focused in whatever your current lesson is. So right now I'm Mm -hmm. brushing up on uh, the difference between Sarah and a star to be and to be in Spanish. So the tenses. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, I think it deserves to be on my list because I've played it every single day. Uh, I am on a 401 day streak, so I technically have been playing it every day since the previous year as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the one thing that I make time for every day is Duolingo. Okay. That's a good choice. Do you have achievements? That's the big question. Are there achievements? (laughs) Yes, there are achievements. So there's... That is is a Sasha game, right? Yeah. Uh, I do have almost all the achievements. So there's leveled achievements. Um, They start out at level one, and they can go all the way up to level 10. Um, So some of the things I have already completed, like I've made it to the Diamond League, which is I've accumulated enough experience within a week that it moves you to a new leaderboard. Um, Mm. I've got... There's even leaderboards. That's amazing. Yeah, there's leaderboards and how much you like time you want to put in. Like I have a badge called the Weekend Warrior because I completed lessons on Saturdays and Sundays. I have sharpshooter you've completed a hundred lessons with no mistakes 
So the only ones I have left right now are timed challenge experience and uh, learn a thousand new words in a single course is the last one I'm on. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's free too. I mean, it really wants me to pay for the super Duolingo, but I'm not, I don't need to. I'm good. I'll just watch the gotcha. app a day. Like, I, I retained a lot of my Spanish because I, so my ex-wife was Hispanic. So her family kept, kept that, uh, <clears throat> sorry, got some caught in my throat, kept the uh, Spanish skills up high. Although they didn't speak the kind of Spanish that you learn in a classroom. Uh, there was just straight up different words uh in in some situations um there was different pronunciations um so like they always made fun of me how i said k because i say it k like the letter k because that's how i know it and they're like no it's it's i can't even do it because like like because it'll sound like k to me like they're like no it's k and i'm like but that's what i said k like i i don't <laughs> <laughs> like I guess there's some inflection there that I am missing, or yeah, it's like something that they're doing differently with their mouths that we just have not been socialized to do. Right. I think it's so, like pronounced like K. Yeah, I think it's a little shorter than yeah. It's okay. Like 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 that. <laughs> Mark, you're probably you're probably right, but for me, I just. I could not get it for the life of me. So that's that's pretty cool. That's that's a that's a gamification of of learning a language. That's yep. that's a good one. They they know how to reel me in. Achievements. Mm. They they harass me too with push notifications. If I don't do my Duolingo early enough in the day, I start getting I get an email about it. Like, hey, your learning streak. You want to see that continue, or mm. you're just gonna you're just gonna throw it away. <laughs> it starts taunting you. Do you want to be worthless today? I don't think so. Do your lesson. <laughs> like, geez, Duolingo, you're aggressive. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I've had days where I'm like, I'm so tired. I worked all day and I get home and I'm like, okay, okay, Duolingo, please don't be disappointed in me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. Uh,. Okay, it's a dual lingo. Uh, I might try that one day if I if I get the gumption to learn another language. You can learn any language on there. They have more than just real languages too. They have like High Valerian and um, mm. yeah, Klingon, whatever you want to learn. Yeah, I'm not doing the Klingon. I I don't. I will never do the Klingon. My uh, my girls asked me what Klingon is the other day because uh, what's the Weird Al parody? They see me mowing my front lawn, white and nerdy, and we, we had a, I had them listen to White and Nerdy um, because uh, I found a new favorite song. I don't know if you saw on the Discord. Uh, it's called F with an Anchor, and it's hilarious, and it's a it's a song that the chorus says about 15 F words. So I decided to show them white and nerdy instead of that. Cause that was on my playlist. They're like, what's that? And I was like, let's see this instead. 
So, um, but yeah, it's a hilarious song. So, uh, so Morg, what's, what's the first thing you want to talk about? Okay. Well, um, I actually just, just not a few moments ago, just updated my list. And so for my number 10 spot, I think it's probably going to have to be monster hunter rise. Sorry, rise. I mean, like, it's a good game. Like, wow. It's not you played bad. it a lot too. I did play it quite a fair bit, but I mean, like in, in all honesty, I think that. Um, uh, now are we I, talking Sunbreak specifically, or just Rise and Sunbreak? Or... I think I think as as like a, as like on the whole, yeah, um, I- including the expansion. I think that um, it didn't. Yeah, like like you've uh, mentioned before in the past, like it, it doesn't grip me as as much as it used to, and it's probably because I'm suffering from severe burnout from Monster Hunter. Um, it's a good game, mm-hmm. but it kind of feels like it's pretty much a lot of the same old, same old for me. And I in this game, like I hadn't a chance to really like branch out and like play as many weapons as I would have liked. Um, mostly because I would have been too busy working on trying to build like a meta set for the, you know, for the weapon that I was playing with in particular. And it was Mm -hmm. mostly just fishing around for a lot of things that, um, were largely RNG based. And at some point I think I just got just super exhausted with it and I just, you know, I haven't really been keeping up with it. And so it was just one of those games that, you know, I appreciate it, but it kind of has to go onto the back burner for now until I can find something that's, you know, a little bit more fresh and it's not me playing the same game over and over and over again. Sure. But it does deserve a place on the list. Yeah. I mean, it is a great game. Like, I I don't disagree. Um, So... Yeah, Sunbreak. Uh, it's a good one to have on your list. Maybe we could have got Sasha on there, but we just didn't. She didn't have time. Nope. She It'd be on that list, though. It would be. You think so? Mm-hmm. I'm being hopeful. <laughs> Putting out the good vibes. Uh, uh, <laughs> so my number 10... Uh, this may be a surprise and it may not be a surprise. I don't know. This is a weird one to have on my list, but here it is. Power Watch Simulator. Stop. Uh, I'm not surprised. Not even surprised in the I least. Played, I played a lot of this game, and it was the one Stop. thing <laughs> that I could you play. Took, you took Jurassic Park off. <laughs> yes, because Jurassic Park... Okay, Overall, Jurassic Park is a better game. However, 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 Jurassic Park did not help me cope with my grandmother's death this year. And that's what Power Wash Simulator did. That was all therapy. That was like that whole game was just I don't need to think. I don't need to be involved with this chaos right now. I get I it. just want to hear the sound of rushing water while I clean a dirty gnome statue. Like, that is what I'm doing. Like, it was the therapeutic aspect of this game that elevates it really far up my list. So, yeah. number 10, it, with it being a competitive list, like, trust me, I want Jurassic Park to be on there. But, like, it just didn't stack up to 
what else I had going on. Like, and this was a pretty, this one, I think it had to make the list just because of how therapeutic it was for me this year. And I just, it's the one game that like kept me sane for that, that like two months that that was going on. Um, because it wasn't just, I mean, yes, I miss my grandmother, but I don't think that it was necessarily the loss. I mean, some of it was, but it was the chaos around her passing away that really just drove it home this year that it was just not a good time. Like my mom, who we barely get along with in the first place, went nuts. Like she, it's her mom. So she had every right to, to be extremely upset. However, she did uh, not cope well. And it was affecting others, especially Chauncey and I. Um, we had an emergency point where we talked about moving out because it was so bad at one point. Like, we were house hunting for Chaunce for a couple uh, days. Oh, wow. Stuff. So, like, it was a pretty stressful time. And I would come home and play that, and it would be okay for that day. Like, I was cool. Like, that's all I had to do. It's, I caught up on a lot. I'm so far behind on podcasts and YouTube videos this, these days. But that, that I caught right up with that. That's how I watched uh, all of uh, Our Flag Means Death. That's how I watched a lot of Blue Bloods during the summer. Like, it was just, it was just mind-numbing enough that I could do two things at once and not have to focus on, you know, what was going on. So that that is why Power Watch Simulator made the list extremely cathartic so, is what it was yes yes it was cathartic ex- extreme the game like i just it's what i needed it's what i needed this that at that time so uh that being said uh number nine sasha all right number nine for me is a game called coffee talk which is kind of just like a little visual novel with very okay. minimal interactions. Um, there's there's a separate barista mode from the story. But in the story, you are this barista who owns their coffee shop. And it's called Coffee mm-hmm. Talk. And it's only open at night. And in this world, it's... Interesting. It's very just casually known that other races um, like supernatural races exist. So like elves and aliens and um, orcs and succubi and all kinds of different species exist. And um, you meet a series of different characters that come into your coffee shop that are your regulars and you're just kind of a casual observer watching their lives unfold. And there's a human in the coffee shop who's an author. and She's writing a book about the people. So she's really nosy and she asks questions that you are then eavesdropping on to get more information. And you get to make little, mm. little coffee and tea drinks. That's cute. I like it. So I also played it a lot when Ripley was first born and it has like an autoplay mode so you know hands-free let that stuff ride and then it would wait for me when i was ready to make the drink um Hmm. 
So it was nice for when I was busy with alone with my kid. Uh, and I let it, I let it, uh, just sit in my downloaded games for like a year. And then I decided yeah. to finish it this year. Hmm. Got the okay. end of the story and finished barista mode and unlocked all the drinks. And apparently there's a coffee shop too that, or coffee talk too that's coming out or came out. Saw hmm. it. I saw it on actually in the Switch store. Interesting. Okay. So that sounds interesting. Like that's kind of cool. It's a cute well, little are indie you game. A human? I don't in, know in what game? you are. You're oh okay. You're just, just standing something. behind the counter, and you're looking at. It's almost kind of like a comic drawn almost. It's like better than pixel art, but mm -hmm. you're just looking in over the counter and people come into your shop and they leave and they're gone with their lives and you can pull your phone up and there's like a little social media page when you meet people and, and the more that you know <coughs> them, the more things that open up in their social media page. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There's okay. not really any like walking around or anything. It's just enjoy the story. The atmosphere. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Um, might have to look at that on the Switch catalog. If I, I'm getting through the backlog, but I'm not through it yet. So we'll see. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Morg, number nine for you. Ooh, number nine for me. I think it would probably have to be a game that uh, I played... Um, Quite a fair bit of it. It was called Grow Castle, where it is a tower defense game on your mobile phone, where you're literally mm -hmm. just building up a, a a castle and trying to make it uh, better and more powerful so you can survive like waves of like things like goblins and zombies, trolls, and like these air balloons with cannons on them. And it's it's a really fun game. So like you can you can hire heroes to be in your castle. You can get specific upgrades for your for your characters and stuff like that. Um, you can, um, mm. like, you can get wizards, so, like, wizards of specific, like, elements, like, for example, fire, um, thunder, or ice, um, you can get, um, like, orc chiefs or whatever, so make, to make it so that, like, when orcs are spawning, um, in the field, like, he'll be able to, like, command them and then turn them against, like, the wave, and then have them fight alongside you. You can get giants. You can get um, like witches that spawn skeletons. And I think there's three different kinds of witches. So some will have skeletons that have like sides. Some of them will have bows and arrows. Some of them will be like mages that like are just mm -hmm. cast into the play. And then they'll just spawn for you. Um, you can have it so that um, you can get like specific buildings with perks that make it so that if you're doing like a like a spawner kind of deck. And that's actually what they're called. They're yeah. called decks because you can have a specific setup. Um, there are buildings like the tavern that make it so that uh, spawners um, double the number of units that are produced. So you can get like four giants rather than having just two, which basically doubles your okay. DPS, which is amazing. You can go out and you can like um, attack camps and stuff like that or settlements. So in that way you can like um, you can take in like trolls to like mine for you or no wait yeah is it trolls 
or is it orcs? No, it's orcs. Um, or you could, uh, like, uh, you know, attack settlements to get, like, um, buffs to, like, your, your archers. You can, um, I think, uh, use other settlements also to get, like, gold. Um, it, it, it's a, it can be a time-consuming game, and it's, it's pretty good for the grind, especially if, like, you're, like, working towards, like, just improving your settlement and you're not really, like, focusing on actually, like, getting through the waves as much as you're just looking to just make, like, a certain setup, like, in thematically, anyways. Um, you can make whatever it is that you want as far as your build. You can make it, like, fire-centric, you can make it poison-element-centric or whatever, you can literally do like so much like i don't think that there's anything i can say to justify just how in-depth the game can get and this is this is for a game on phone mm -hmm. that's probably why it's on my number nine list and that's probably why it's ahead of monster hunters because it it really captivated me when i was playing it yeah very surprised well, by I mean it. To be fair, as much as you are a Monster Hunter fan, it did not seem like you were captivated. So, something that grabs you probably beats it. Like, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Definitely. Okay. So, tower defense. I I I don't I don't lie. I really love tower defense. I once I didn't have an and and like uh, Android. Back in the day, I didn't have a smartphone, but I emulated one so I could play a phone tower defense game. Oh my! <laughs> I think it was just called Tower Defense Robot Three Thousand or something. This is like way back in like 2010, so like we're this is a long time ago. Um, I like tower defense, so yeah, I, that sounds fun. Um, okay, so what was it called again? Grow Castle. Yep, and it's all. I think it's all one word. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Grow Castle. All right. So for my number nine, I have a recent game that I have finished. Um, and I was surprised. I didn't expect it to make the list, so it had to kick some other stuff off and yada yada. But uh, I'm going to go with Bayonetta 3. Uh, that series ended in a spectacular fashion. Uh, and I will say ended because... Uh, Bayonetta is no longer Bayonetta. She is gone. So that is the impression at the end of the story. It was very different for a Bayonetta game in some ways. Now you still had the big flashy stuff and you still, you still had like all of the I'm naked, but covering <laughs> myself barely with hair, but they entered, they, they introduced Kaiju battles so like oh. you, so like you, there's some moments in the game where you are straight up playing Mortal Kombat as a giant Godzilla, like like whatever her uh, what is the Gajor, Ga, Gamora Gamora is the name of the uh, giant dragon that she summons in the first two games. Um, you actually just become Gamora in some of the things and fighting these like oh my god fifty story tall monsters. Um, there's a mechanic in the normal fighting where you summon uh, the bat like all the other ones that you summon like just like a an appendage of like this giant thing or I mean 
you're always like using attacks from these demons as like spells, but you're never summoning the demon itself. And in Bayonetta three, you can just summon it and it fights alongside you and it fights instead of you, uh, for a period of time that you build up with a meter. Uh, and it really leaned into that. The, the weapons in the game have always been kind of in the series have always been kind of meh for me. Like, First one, you just have the guns, which is just whatever. Mm-hmm. The second one, you got a pair of swords. I only use the swords, even though they didn't have range. Like, they were the only things that I felt comfortable with. And this one, there's, like, no lie, 14 different weapon sets. And they pair with different demons. And they pair with different mobility options. And, like, there was just so much customization on how you want to play. And you can mix and match. And then you can have like three different demons to choose from if you don't like during the match so, and two different sets of weapons. So instead of equipping stuff on like your hands and your feet, you would just equip one and you could just switch between the two. And it was, they had different combos and different mobility. Like uh, the, the one I like to use, you basically turn Bayonetta into a roller blade warrior. Wow. Like, she just has, rollerblades and you zip around the battlefield and you shoot yo-yos at people that are your roller skates. And it was like a, this mid range, like light, fast combo centric style. But then you had something like, uh, the choo-choo chainsaws. And I'm not exaggerating. It was a chainsaw that had train wheels on it and you would ride it around the battlefield and cut people up and like, it was just insane. It was like, it was so fun to, to play with different styles. Um, the story was really good. Um, I kind of predicted some things a part of way through, but that's because I kind of have been paying attention to the, to the lore and, and what people are called along the way. Um, so like there's supposed to be a big reveal that like, this person is this person's kid and they had it with this person. And you're like, you're like, they don't tell you ever because they don't, it hasn't happened technically yet in time, but like, it's just, uh, and, and they do eventually just tell you, but not like in exposition. It's just naturally told. It's very, very hard to find a game whose story isn't just exposition these days. And this wasn't a lot of just, Info dump. It was just people reacting how I felt like they should react in these crazy situations. Um, it had another like the story. Like again, the story surprised me because it starts and ends in the same scene, and you don't realize what's going on until like the last second, and you're like, "Oh, oh no, okay, no, I oh gosh, <laughs> like like you're like uh." Wait, I didn't expect this. So, like, uh, maybe other people would have expected that. But the the story was a lot better. Like, I've always been kind of meh, especially on Bayonetta 1, on the story. I didn't care that much. Bayonetta 2 is a little better, but I didn't really care that much. Bayonetta 3, I was I was paying attention. Like, they, it, like, 100%. And it helped that I played 1 and 2 recently before playing 3. I think I played one game between 2 and 3. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um, not going to lie. I shed some tears at the end of Bayonetta three. Like it was, it was pretty good. So that's why it's number nine. I'm already sold on just the idea of train saws. 
Yeah. Oh no, it's it's insane, Morg. There's a there's a not only can you summon the demon and do stuff, and the demon is a train that you plot out the tracks on the field, and then Ooh. you also set up you set up like little not train stops, but they're little poles where when the train hits that thing, it does a different thing, like a cannon shoot or a side swipe, or like you basically just like pause the game, build a train track around the battlefield, and let it go. And oh that's that demon summon. Like it's just it's so different between different things. Like, you know, if you're if you're Gamora, you're just like, okay, giant Godzilla monster, let's just fight. Like it's just like just slow bayonetta, but like the choo choo just like totally different. Like one hundred percent different. And um it actually comes from because there's like a multiverse going on, and it actually comes from like the pseudo London version of a bayonetta, like her, the bayonetta that is from London. So she has like a conductor hat and stuff. It's just so funny. That like is it's, hilarious. It's, and she, uh, bayonetta already has a British accent, but they they played it up even more. Like, um, and I will say, you know, there was all that controversy around the voice actor and stuff being changed, and the new voice actor did a spot on job. It does not feel that different. Um. And uh, we're still trying to do it for Bickering Bucks. So this is a little bit of a spoiler from when we do that episode coming up. But uh, I not only did I really enjoy it and, and I was really into it, but like um, the ending of this game, like I said, it, it caused me to tear up uh, in some parts. But there's there's this point where you've been seeing different Bayonettas throughout the whole thing. Like that's how you're getting the different weapons and stuff. And then you're like in the final fight and you're the last Bayonetta, right? Until Bayonetta one steps in with Bayonetta two. And then you are fighting as Bayonetta one, two and three at the same time against the final boss. And you're, and I'm like, this feels like some crazy stuff that I am super into. Like, like they have their weapons and stuff. And like, they're like, teaming up because they're they're fighting they are each other but in different timelines so it's just it was really good i <laughs> like it was insane for that kind of game and i i was here for it so that's my number nine good choice so um sasha number eight for you um number eight for me i really really wanted for this one to be higher on my list and so it almost got bumped to dishonorable mention um was saints row i oh yeah i understand why i feel like saints row is a yes but game for me like yes i liked it but there were some things that were really disappointing about it Yes. Um, I need to go back to it. I think that there's been other other games that have pulled my attention, and I, I haven't deleted Saints Row from my hard drive, but I just keep looking at it, and I'm like, meh. Yeah, not today. Yeah, yeah. not today. It's not. It's not really what I want. Um, some positive things to say about it, though. Um. It is really good fun mayhem. I really did enjoy being able to put a 
towing cable on any vehicle that I want and to use mm-hmm. it while my vehicle is in operation. You know, like when the police are pursuing you, just shoot a towing cable out at their car and then mm-hmm. just sh- shake their car around the road while you're driving. Um, that is the whole entire concept is why Just Cause is fun. Yeah. Like that's the whole entire concept. So I get it. So that that part's... That part was cool. I also learned that certain challenges unlock more music. Not that there's that much more music. The music soundtrack is still a bit of a disappointment. Um, I would Got like you. to see some DLC. Some actual mm. DLC and not just like skins. Mm. Different yeah. customization options. But like maybe, I don't know, soundtrack more music, more radio stuff to be added. Like for a game that boasts the size of the sandbox, you really don't give us a lot to listen to for very long. Sure. So I, I, you know, as a person who enjoys fallout in the radio, it does get repetitive after a certain amount of time. I think that saints row gets repetitive sooner and mm. the songs are not as enjoyable as the music in Fallout. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's a shame. But, I mean, I did, I think I had uh, I'd booted up to play after about like a month. There had been a pretty substantial patch. And a lot of the, like, bugs in the... Bugs. Yeah, yeah, bugs that came out at launch. A lot of that got fixed. And so I think it's... I think it is a well, a well done game. It's just it fell short of what I wanted it to be. Yeah. 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 Okay. Saints Row. I yeah I do remember you being mostly disappointed with that, so I'm surprised it's on your list. But it's it almost it almost got the dishonorable mention. It almost did, but I. Uh, I will say that my number six is in the same boat. My yeah. number six is almost in the dishonorable mention slot. Like I've put a decent amount of time into Saints Row. I, if you ask my TA list, I think Saints Row came up at like number three, most played mm. for me. But just, just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so number eight, Morg. Okay, so my number eight is uh, Sinking City, actually. Now, this is a kind of game where you play as like a detective, and it kind of has that Mass Effect dialogue options um, for you. Um, or mm-hmm. like, uh, oh, what was that other game? I can't remember. It's uh, the one where you play as that 40s detective, and it was pretty popular. L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir. I think that was the one. LA yeah, it, it has yeah. it has that similar uh, dialogue option for you, but it's set in a Cthulian um, world. Yeah, I figured with Sinking City and you. Yeah, I figured that was Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it is actually like it, it, it's a it's a pretty decent game. Like and and you have like as a detective, you have to collect a whole bunch of information, and then based off of the information that you have, you have to. 
um, you have to like sort of compile all the data that you have, like all of the, like the matching pieces that fit together, and based off of that, make deductions off of um, you know what people tell you, what information that you're able to gather for yourself. Um, you know, like going to a crime scene and then like seeing like what exactly happened and then, um, you know, you know, going after a trail while it's still hot and then, you know, ultimately like, you know, coming up with like, a, like, uh, all the, all the information that you need to, in order to be able to complete a case. Um, <clears throat> it was, it was, it was a pretty funny, fun one. Like, um, I think the first mission that you do right off the bat um, you have to find, like, I think it's the mayor's kid. This is, like, half-gorilla, sort of mm -hmm. simian kind of guy, whatever. Um, apparently they have, like, a bit of a feud with uh, with these people from uh, from Innsmouth, who are, like, fish people. And, yeah, like, uh, you, you, you end up okay. finding out that um, there was, like, some weird sort of, like, psychic spike that was caused by an elder god or whatever. The, everybody was freaking out, they panicked, whatever. One of the Innsmouth guys was armed, and he shot the guy to defend himself. But then he took it too far, chased the guy down into like this, uh, into like some. I think it was like a butcher shop or whatever. And then like, uh, I don't want to give away any of the gruesome details. But you end up finding the body. You Finish know exactly job, what happened, and then you just yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just have the guy arrested or whatever. After you find the guy after he's committed the crime, you know exactly where to look for him. You can either choose to confront him or have him arrested or whatever. Um, it's entirely up to you what kind of decisions that you want to make as the detective in the series. So it, at, I'm, I'm really surprised at how, how much option that, you, or that you're given. And the funny thing is, is that you're paid in bullets in this game because... Currency doesn't matter mm. as much in 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 this, this place. It's like based off of a loose barter system, and with the world, okay. you know, with the world being inhabited by all these dangerous things, bullets are very valuable. So you can use them for currency, or you can use them for self defense. Either way, they're extremely valuable. So they're a really they're a highly sought after tradable item. Very okay. good game. The sinking city, right? Mm-hmm. It it Sick. loses a lot of like the scare factor in it because it almost feels like it normalizes a lot of like the um, the abnormalities, like the uh, the misshapen people, all of like the deformities and all the mutations. Mm -hmm. It normalizes it a lot, so it's not as, it doesn't carry the same level of like. Um, HP Lovecraft horror, like cosmic horror elements to it, but I would still say that it is a relatively good game, and it's worth checking out. Okay. Sounds a lot different than what I thought that game was, because I saw the trailer for it, and I thought it looked cool. But mm -hmm. it what you're describing sounds like those Sherlock Holmes games, but in like Lovecraft lore. It very, it very much is like that. Yeah, it it feels more like a Sherlock Holmes game than it does like an H.P. Lovecraft game. I mean, there is there are some, hmm. um, there are some sequences where you do have to defend yourself against like monsters and stuff like that, and you do have to pull out the gun and protect yourself. Um, I think that maybe Call of Cthulhu maybe grasped that horror element a lot better than Sinking City, but I don't think that Sinking City 
in that regard is a bad game. I think it's I don't think that it's the best well executed um Lovecraftian themed game, but it is still a really, really good game. Okay. Alright. Um I will say I did play a Lovecraft game this year, but it was different. It was a it was a it's a boomer shooter. It's not on my list though. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, yeah. I mean if you want to look it up, Morg, it's called Forgive Me Father. But I've heard of that game and I know exactly what that's yeah. like. I think it's like a, a top down view shooter. No, it's first no? person. It's oh person. okay. Then I'm thinking of a completely different one then. Yeah, sorry, my bad. No, it's yeah, it's it's fun. But it's not on my list, so I won't talk about it. <laughs> um so so my number eight is pokemon violet Ooh. i will say um i had high expectations from this game because of pokemon arceus uh, yeah. or arceus um but in a lot of ways that it disappointed it surprised me in other ways um this is the first time since I start like since I started, you know, Bug Trainer Cham back in Pokemon Black and White, uh, that I broke away entirely from the Bug Trainer Cham and picked no bugs, and I had no bugs on my final team. Uh, wow. Now I still like I still like Bug Pokemon. I still think that they are probably my favorite type. However. The bug Pokemon in this game suck, uh, except for Frozmoth. Frozmoth makes a return, but I did not use it um, because there was a much better Pokemon that filled my ice roll, and that was Baxcalibur, which is just Godzilla. He looks like he's from Godzilla. Like The Pokemon designs in this one were amazing. Um, I really liked Fuecoco. The, the fire starter since it was announced i don't know why i attached to it i've never been a fire starter fan i've always been the grass type like every time except for the very first time i played pokemon i didn't know you could actually change your choice i was just i picked it and i was like i guess that's the one i got like i got a charmander and then uh went with it my first playthrough but you know subsequent ones i picked bulbasaur so, Fuecoco, him being like a, a a singing mariachi alligator was hilarious to me for the second evolution. But then he turns onto the singing death gator in the last one because he's a ghost fire. And he's got this little happy little fire bird on his nose. You know, like the birds that pick alligator teeth clean. Yep. And it's, it's move Torch Song is a magical mic pops up and the bird becomes the, the microphone and it sings into the bird, which becomes this flaming Eagle that knocks into the other, like the new moves in this thing are just fun. And it's, just, it's a good move. Like it's a special, it's a special fire move that boosts your special attack. So it just gets better. Like, I just I, I I had so much fun just playing the game as normal and it wasn't easy. It wasn't like a straight up easy game. 
I don't normally enjoy open world games. It takes a lot for me to enjoy a fully open world. Um, I think Breath of the Wild is the one that pulls it off the most that I enjoy. And then this one being fully open world caused some serious problems for me at, at one point where not like gameplay problems, but like um, trying to take on the water gym too early as Foy Coco, um, that kind of thing. Cause I was like, that's the gym. Uh, so I, I, it wasn't even the water attacks. It was the stupid, uh, you know, they, they have Diglett. Now they have Wiglet, which is the water type. That was like the sandworm. Like, so the Wug trio was just like three of them that come out of a rock. And it has this stupid ability that when you hit it with a physical move, you're slowed. It's got this sticky stuff on it. It's like, Sticky goo or whatever is the ability. It slows you down. And then all it used was headbutt. So, like, I was just flinched to death for four Pokemon. So, like, I had to, like... I just, like... I was like, what do you... What do I... What can I do? Like, um... I had an amazing team that changed up. I love the new legendaries. The new... There's four dark-type legendaries. You gotta find these weird stakes out in the world. Uh, and then one of them's a ground dark and ground was like one of my real missing spots in my, the, you know, I needed a rock or a ground and I wasn't really as much as I love toads of cruel, which was another one of the fake Pokemon that I really liked because mm-hmm. it's a walking tentacruel on land. Uh, and, and the, the toad cools, they're so funny. You see him walking around the world and they just get scared and you're like, beep, 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 and they just run across the, the field and you're like, yes, <laughs> like, um, the fact that you could see the, all of the Pokemon, uh, outside, you didn't have to like, you would still engage. Yeah. You know, if you touched them, you would still go into like a battle sequence, but you could see them all. I think that was a huge innovation since let's go Eevee and Pikachu that, you know, that has stayed. Yeah. Uh, I think it was good that we kept that. Um, so there was a lot of cool things that, uh, that Arceus did as well. I just wish it went as far as Arceus did. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not, it's Violet was like the new generation, but the new generation with the new mechanics was, was one in my head. And it really wasn't. It's just, it's like, if you're talking about like evolution of mechanics, it's behind Arceus, but it's a, but it's the stepping stone from sword and shield to Arceus. Like it's a very weird point because it feels like it came before it, but it actually came after it. And I don't know. I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed it despite the straight up five full game crashes I've experienced, uh, and other bugs. Uh, at this point though, I'm pretty resistant to the game games, having bugs and stuff. Uh, me playing world of Warcraft lately, bugs happen in that game too. It's just a thing you deal with it. You move on. Like that's been my mentality now. Um, but that's going to come up in my next game because it is bug free entirely, excluding one minor one I found. Mm-hmm. So, We'll uh, we'll move on to number seven for Sasha. Uh, number seven for me is 
another little indie game called Immortality. Okay. Um, oh, I saw I saw this on some people's list as number one. It's it's really good. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't want to talk too much about it because I I think that what makes this game really great is kind of going in without too much expectations and letting the mystery unfold in front of you. Um, yeah. The discovery. I uh, I am not a person that often feels shocked. Um, I'm sure. a person that actively watches most TV shows and movies because I want to solve it before I get to the reveal. Um, so this is a game that I uh, I got caught off guard for sure. Um, I mm. was I went into it blind. I was expecting it to be like a oh like what happened to this actress who went missing and it's more of like why is this actress still alive in every movie that's been released mm. in every decade so there's four movies that you get all these like movie reels you start off with one clip and you can pause the the clip at any time and you can select something from the the screen so like you can select a person's face or you can select props or you can select um like the sun or something like something in the imagery and it will automatically jump you to another clip that has the same image in it so sometimes mm. that's from the same movie and sometimes that was jumping to one of the other four movies. And the objective is to be able to see and unlock all of the film reels uh, for all four movies. But also uh, what I learned after playing for like five hours that there were hidden, hidden scenes when you rewind. Um, mm. That's like overlaid over the film. So then I started going back and rewatching other scenes because I'm like, I've obviously I missed stuff. I've been playing this for, I had been playing for like five hours. I had unlocked probably like 30 or 40 different scenes. And yeah, when I learned that there were hidden things. So then I started going back and finding a lot of really uh, sketchy things in the hidden hidden reels um and you, yeah. you you learn you learn why she's she looks so young and why the game's mm. called <laughs> immortality <laughs> Got so it's pretty good though it uh not one to play in front of children that's for sure um it is full <laughs> okay it's a full motion video game and it's full frontal nudity in there. So no dear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking few... of which, uh, there's, <clears throat> I don't know how it came up, but you, uh, that, um, something, I don't know where it came from, but someone said something about a succubus and my kids were asking what that was. And I was like, Oh, it's just, um, it's a demon that is, uh, uh, it, it, it tries to tempt you. It's a tempting demon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's the, that's the way I described it. 
Yeah. Yep. They bait you with cookies. Mm, sure. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Oh, man. So, okay. So, immortality. Yeah, I saw this. Um, so, there was a, a, a video I watched of Maximilian Dude's top games, and he was, like, talking about how Elden Ring won, like, across the board, like, 168 different best game of the year awards. Uh and then God of War was like 35. And then Immortality was the next one at two. So like, or something like that. Like, I was like, okay, cool. So. Yeah. It it was really, really surprising. Um, again, another game that I just kind of played on a whim. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Why not? Let's try it. And then ended up like... Don't talk to me. Um, I gotta find out what happens. <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. sucked into it. Okay. All right, immortality. I did not play that one this year. That is, that was, that one was like people talking about an award season, and I'm like, I don't even know where this came. I I remember you did play it, but like I was just like, oh, okay. I did not expect that to be so good. So here we are. Um. More gear number seven. Oh boy. Okay. So for number seven, that's not the right thing. Okay. Here, wait. For number seven, I am going to pick Mario Party Seven because I played a, I played a good amount of that with um, uh, with the girlfriend and uh, her brother. Um, and uh, yeah, we we just happened to have a GameCube out, and so yeah, we were playing that. A, you know, a good good couple of times and i i will admit i hate mario party not because it's a bad game because i'm bad at it and it's oh, it's largely okay. luck based entirely oh my god it is yeah. so so luck based my uh my daughter cannot handle that she she mm -hmm. freaks out on the luck stuff like she yeah. Yeah. Emery, the agent of chaos, loves it. Everything. Stealing stars, stealing coins, no. flipping people around. That's like. No. It's such a mean game. I want to like <laughs> break the indestructible system when someone steals my stars. And then, and then Cece flips out. And she cries and she screams. Same. I'm like, it's just a game. Same. So I don't play games of chance. <laughs> it's one of those games where like you get nothing but like a whole bunch of low rolls and then you just decide, you know what? I'm just going to just spend all my coins to just drop this trap down and then you know, because I'm never gonna be able to get to like this point. Like I'm never gonna roll an eight you know, or I'm never gonna roll a seven in order to be able to, you know, afford getting the star. So I just sink all my stuff into a, into a trap to set for somebody behind me. They jump over the trap. They don't get hit by it. I roll an eight. I go, no, I don't have enough for a star. Oh, well, uh, I could never have predicted that. Land on the next square. Jump over. Whoop, missed out on another opportunity to be able to do well because then I end up on somebody else's square where they had activated somebody else's trap. 
end up getting activated with that trap. I'm like, oh man, uh, all on one roll. Ah! Yeah, yeah. We we uh, when the girls were we played stupid <coughs> life too, uh, which is this like a board like video game version of the board game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, CC was mad the whole time. The game is pooping on me. Probably like, like just <laughs> screaming. And she got first. And then I was like, so what was all that screaming for? You got first. Like I was dead last. It sounds like season. she was experiencing life as it was intended to be experienced. <laughs> I always, I always pick Waluigi because daddy long legs always gets me through. Wow, please don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> <Daddy> Long <laughs> That's a creepy pasta by itself. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean like you know, there's actually a couple of maps that are pretty great. I oh, I hate it whenever Bowser time comes up and then he just completely screws everything up for everybody and then like at like the very last like couple of rounds you know they'll like they'll see like the the current rankings of all the players and then whoever's in the last place you know bowser will give them some sort of an assist or just like a general debuff to everybody and it's just to screw Mm -hmm. everybody over it is oh yep oh i hate bowser time if they could take Bowser Time out and like that element out of the game, I bet you it would be a great game. But no, no. Mm-mm. Just play Mario Party one, two, and three. There was no Bowser Time there. Yeah, maybe I, I don't think. Do I wonder if Donkey it's Kong the, uh... was a feature in um, in those earlier games because I remember like the the Donkey Kong games are really really fun. They're great for getting coins. He's most of the time a player in most uh, in the early ones. Yeah. Yeah, in number seven, I don't think he's uh, a playable character, but yeah, as far as far as I've yeah. seen so far. But no, yeah, I could be wrong. I, I would it's say been a it's a really good time. game. Yeah, great party game, obviously. So Mario Party Seven, uh, hate your friends, hate yourself. Yep, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Hate life, play this game. <laughs> so uh, I talked about bugs. I experienced exactly one bug where. Uh, in this game, so my number seven, uh, where I came up with a codex entry and I hit the button to see the codex entry as it popped up. It's like, hey, you can see this button and go there now. And it was blank. And then I got back out of it, went back in, and the codex entry was there. It's the only bug I've seen in this entire game. But uh, for me, I this is the one game I haven't finished yet, and I put a ton of hours into it recently. Um, 38 hours, God of War Ragnarok. Ooh. Can't haven't finished it yet. Uh, like I said, 38 hours of as of right now. I put in seven today. I think. Uh, quite a bit of time this holiday season putting uh putting into this game. Uh, I'm not gonna be hundred percenting this game. It's just not gonna happen. Um, I do not feel like searching around for those stupid green crystal crows. You got to kill like I'll kill them as I see them, but I am not searching every map all over again just to find one little green guy to shoot a spear at. Um, The game is excellent. The story is excellent. Seeing Kratos as a character develop is excellent. Learning 
how so so in the in in the last one he's sort of moved on from being the god of war and he's sort of trying to teach a better life to his son and that's still kind of the theme in the second one except um his son is sort of like growing up and doing his own thing and moving on that kind of feeling as a parent uh i I guess is what they're getting at which i don't have yet my girls are too young um but he uh he starts to feel like he has to go back to his old angry ways so like he's struggling with his own anger directly instead of focusing it into something else like actually having to confront the things he did uh as the pre you know as the god of war in greece um they don't really talk about what happened to Greece a lot, but then I got this little interesting line of dialogue how Greece is just gone. Like, something happened. So, like, that's why he's in the North, because, you know, in the Norse mythology, because apparently all of the Greek mythology is dead now. Of course, God, Kratos did kill most of them. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he killed most of them. But it's also really cool to see, like, a lot of the Norse mythology stuff, like, um, the wolves that chase the moon, that kind of stuff. Like, the one that chases the sun, the one that chases the moon around the world. Um, you actually meet those wolves. Uh, you meet Fenrir, you know, the giant wolf. Uh, you meet, uh, in the first one you had Jormunder, who was the world snake, uh... And, like, that, you get to see him again. Like, there's all these really cool mythology things from Norse mythology that get tied in. Um, some of the boss fights are... They're, this game's difficult. I'm So there's, like, multiple difficulties. There's, like, give me story, give me balance, give me death, and then give me God of War. I want to give me balance. So, like, for me... Right. Usually when there's four acceptable difficulties, I like to think that I'm at what I call the ultra violence player who plays at not normal, not hard, but very hard. I like to think that I am that person. However, the first time going through a game, I don't know mechanics on all that well. I normally go for normal. Yeah, this game's tough. I'm never going up on difficulty on this game. Oh, wow. There are there are. But like they call these berserker graves where you summon the soul of a berserker and you have to fight them. And there was one, it just had a skull for its health bar. And I'm like, what's that mean? Hits me once I die. And I'm like, nope, not fighting that one. This is part of the reason why I'm never, well, it's because I'm under leveled. It's really weird. It's got this gear progression leveling system. So the better your gear, the higher your level is, sort of your average level. Mm, okay. Um, and and if you don't have a high enough level, things just kill you if they're too far out of your league. So, like, I'd have to go all the way back to the... Uh, it's also Nordic... Svantelheim, which I think is the Dwarven realm. And I'd have to go all the way back to that one spot just to fight this thing that I found. And it was too hard for me at the time. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, do this after you clear the game. I was like, I'm sorry, kids. I finished this game. I'm putting it down. I got too many other games. Like I'm not doing post game content. This isn't a thing. Like, (laughs) so, but that said, there's a lot of content and a lot of story to get through. It's really interesting. I love the side quests. Like there's a, 
a lot of stuff where you're just sort of like there's this sentient talking squirrel that projects different aspects of his personality out of himself. So like he he's like being too anxious, so he just projects his anxiety out, and there's this blue anxious anxious ghost squirrel that is like you don't like me Kratos and he's like I don't care about you either way or the other the, the, the squirrel's like oh I see so we don't care each other and it's liberating and he's like and then the squirrel's like F off I love you and he's like because he's anxious he doesn't know what to say and then like it's just so funny um like there's like a lot of like really cool storytelling but then there's good comedy the boss fights like the story boss fights are insane uh so you at one point you fight heimdall and heimdall is uh one of the gods that he can see everything before it happens so he has like this instant clairvoyance so like uh atreus the son tries to fight him earlier in the game and you can't hit him like he just knows what you're doing so it's like input reading like on on a fighting game so it'll like dodge this way it dodge that way like you can't hit him right and then he you fight him as kratos and you have this special spear made to kill gods and heimdall's like like you throw it at him and it's it's weird it's it's it was made out of a ring that produces infinite copies of itself so you produce infinite copies of the spear so you can always just throw a spear and it forever is there. And then you can do this input to explode the spears that are out there. So the Heimdall fight, he's like, see, I'll just catch all your spears. He's like, ha ha ha. And then you do the, the explosion input and he's like, boom. And he's like, Oh, I didn't expect that. And then like, it's just crazy. It's just, the game is bonkers. As far as like the things that happen, you end up, taking Fenrir's soul and putting it into a different wolf's soul and you end up like you kill uh Nidhogg like Nidhogg really that eats the world trees like you have to kill Nidhogg and then you have because you killed Nidhogg because Nidhogg is the one that eats the roots so the tree doesn't go out of control um you have to save all of its babies so like you have to go around the world finding Nidhogg babies and capturing them. You get to fight dragons. You get to fight, like, they have actual, like, Nordic wyverns, which is really cool. Um, you get to see some crazy monster designs. You got to fight werewolves that, like, do stuff. And, I mean, God of War, finishing moves are a thing, right? Like, that's part of God of War. And, yeah, it's just, it's just really good. I really like the characters. They're really, especially uh, Mimir. Amir is just the the guy who's just ahead from the first game. Yep, and he he's just strapped to to your buckle on the back, and it, there's a line of dialogue. It's like Amir, don't you want to see where you're going? Why don't you want to be strapped uh, on the front? And he's like, well, there's a lot of bouncing around, and it sort of rests between the legs, and yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> Like they talk about, they tried that once and Mimir kept getting his face and Kratos's crotch and like, it's stuff like that. Like I was like, ah, oh, that that's fun. Mimir's a really fun character. 
I, and he's supposed to be the smartest man in the world, but like they make fun of him for like not knowing things, and it's just it's great. Um, it's been a really good game. I haven't finished it yet, but like I said, there are other games for it in front of me because a I haven't finished it, and b it does frustrate me. I do have some fights that I have to try like 15, 16 times because I just can't do it. Or I'm not geared enough and I'm making it too hard on myself or something. So, but it's good. Um, so that being said, we are down to number six. The We are. Um, number six for me is Weird West. Okay. So... I have not this beaten is one this I game played. yet. I haven't beaten it yet. Yeah. I feel like I'm disappointed in myself mostly that I waited so long. Because I think if I played it earlier in the year and put more time into it, it probably would be higher on the list. But I, I really like it. I I love all the like supernatural stuff in it. I like the that there's some reward to searching nooks and crannies. I like I like just reading little slivers of information and getting world building bits from that and I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's the game that's it was made for me. I just haven't put enough time into it I think to fully appreciate it. The feeling we'll see it on the list again next year. Okay. It's one that I am tempted to go back and finish at some point, honestly, because it wasn't like it was bad, but it was just there were so many other things. I think that was one of the games that I put down because I was waiting for Monster Hunter to come out. So we'll we'll see. We'll see if I go back to it or not, because like I said, the backlog, the back catalog is ever growing, although it did. I did. I got nothing from Christmas or anything that added to the back catalog, other than the fact that I'm in a raiding guild in Wild Wow now. That's that's that is the back catalog. There it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I I did put some time into it, uh, but I have been taking breaks from it because I am at a point where I do weeklies, mm-hmm. twice a week, and I do the raid, and I think that's it. I'm done. Like I've done, I've maxed out my professions. I've done every little weird thing. So days like today, I don't think I'm going to be playing if at all. So good for you. (laughs) Uh, but weird West, uh, it is a good game. I do love the vulture kicker achievement. That's hilarious. I, yep. I did get that. Um, I did vote for that. Uh, or on true achievements they have their like achievements of the year and things like that i voted for that as the most clever although i unlocked an even funnier achievement yesterday oh. in a different game um okay i'm gonna wait are we doing dishonorable or honorable mentions tonight honorable okay i'll honorable. wait because it's it's in my honorable okay. mention game so i'll wait yeah because after the six we're going to do our honorable mentions and then starting next week, we're going to start with our dishonorable before we do number five. And then we're going to go five, four, three, two, one. Cause I, I don't, it was suggested one time that we do like, uh, by my friend Jacob was like, why don't we do like dishonorable mention just before one break it up? And I'm like, no, I like the momentum. Like 
you're like, what's his that? What's their number one? What's you know? We got number two. What's their number one? And then you're like, dishonorable mentions. Like, what? No, I hate when people do that. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna break it up between because it, it's ending the episode and starting the episode. It's, it's a good, it's a good break. So yeah, uh, so Weird West, which is definitely one I played. Um. Morg, your number six. Well, my number six is going to be Donkey Kong 64 because I finally got a chance to play it on a big 80-inch screen TV and oh my god, is it so fun to play such a low-resolution game on a high-definition TV. Oh, managed to get through, I believe, the first big boss, which is the armadillo with like the side cannons on on his uh, you know thing, whatever. And he does, like, the big ground pound, and he also rolls around and whatnot. And you have to, like, pick up, you know, big uh, barrels of dynamite, and you have to chuck them at him. Um, And I've already unlocked Diddy Kong, and we're in the desert map, which is the second map. And I believe from that point, I believe we have to fight, like, this giant pteranodon thing for the second Mm. boss. Um I'm n- I don't really remember everything that I need to do in order to be able to unlock it. Um, I'm not sure how to get all the bananas that I need in order to be able to unlock that boss because you have to, I believe, uh, feed the hippo and like apparently um, the uh, the pig ate way too much and so you have to feed the hippo like a whole bunch of bananas in order for the scales to fall in favor of the hippo's favor so the pig can go up and then unlock the key to the boss. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a weird game. <laughs> it is. But it yeah. is that is the collectathon of collectathons too. It is, because, it really is. Oh. Because you're collecting ammo, you're collecting guns, you're collecting characters, you're collecting bananas for each character. Mm-hmm. By the way, all of these are character based. Yep. So you have to do it five times. And then you also... What are the Jiggy equivalent in this? What are oh. the, the stars? Uh, let me see. Well, let me see. There's golden bananas that are... That so are the big golden one. banana. Then there's regular bananas. And then there, I think, are... Uh, let me see. There's map pieces, like blueprints, um, for, um, I think, like the big killer machine that uh, King K. Rule has that he plans to destroy Kong Island with. So if you can get all the blue mm. blueprints or whatever, you get, like... Um, I think more golden bananas that way. Um, oh dearie me. Yeah. I think, yeah, you need golden bananas. I think also to, what was it? Banana coins. I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, I played it a little while. Need to get back yeah. into it. But yeah, like, um, yeah, there's like upgrades that you can get from cranky Kong. And then, um, there's upgrades that you can get, I think from funky Kong, I think it might be, uh, yeah. the guy who gives you like all the weapons and stuff like that. And then there's candy Kong who gives you like the musical instruments for all the characters and whatnot. Yeah. There's a lot you, you have to oh, do in this game. Oh yeah. I forgot they have the instruments too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Man, that game was so... That... Too much, <laughs> like too too much. That game had like, a lot ba- in it to make it just like just sink a ton of hours into it. And Banjo Kazooie was yeah. the perfect amount of collectathon. Like, yeah, Jinjos, Jiggies, notes, like good. And then 
Donkey they went Kong 64 way comes overboard in here. on Donkey Kong. Like, yeah, way too far. There's like, but, it's okay. like three or four times as many things that you need to get in order to be able to complete Donkey Kong. It's just absolutely absurd, but I love it. It's still one of my top favorite games. I still want to see this appear on the Switch store, uh, the Switch online thing at some point so I can replay it, but I'm waiting for that. I'm not hooking up my N64. I'm just not doing it. So, okay, DK64 for number six. Okay. Um, So, my number six, it's a game that has already been mentioned, but... Uh, Sunbreak is my number six. Whoa. Um, I put a shit ton of hours in this game. I believe I put 700 hours into it. What? Uh, I, yeah. Wow. Um, because I am. Nope, it is not. And, and the reason being, and this was the one I mentioned that almost went to dishonorable mention because I am so unhappy with the end game. I am so tired of their, of their uh, end game. Here's an extra hard monster bullshit. Like I hate it. I hate tempered monsters. I hate apex monsters. I hate like anytime you take a monster and don't make it a new monster and you just add some stupid mechanic on top of it. I, it a- aggravates me. It has aggravated me since they've done it. And people are like, oh, no, it's more content. And I'm like, no, it's the same fight. You just added an extra one stupid attack that I have to have some special way of dealing with every time. And, like, it's not. It's never going to be as bad as 4 Ultimates uh, uh, Apex. Never, mm-hmm. never they're going to be that bad. Hopefully. Yeah, that was but, terrible. And the problem is, it's a fun mechanic on Malzino. It's a, just a mechanic of a different monster. But they just applied that monster's a mechanic to everything. And it was part of the story, and I get that, and yada yada. But, like, it's not fun to grind that. I am probably Mm-mm. going to play... I haven't played the newest stuff like they've released three new monsters i haven't played it because i'm like i don't want to go back and grind that bullshit like and i'm docking on the sixth game of my entry because it's six because i put so many hours into it and i love the new monsters like like even though i don't like the mechanic i'll being applied to everything else i love malzino as a fight malzino as a fight is amazing um i love I really love the final boss. I've always been kind of meh on final bosses, but the final boss in Sunbreak is really fun fight. Like legitimately fun because you have to break parts. And that's my favorite aspect of monster hunter is breaking parts. So that helps. Um, but like the game is amazing. It's well done. I, I think I put, I, what, I don't know if it's 700 hours, but it was enough to put me from... Oh, I think I had 600 hours, and I, I, I'm almost past 1,200 hours on the game. Wow. That's pretty so, good. 
I've put a lot of time into it. I put a lot of time into Sunbreak this year. It was probably the only game I played for a good two or three months, and then I kept going back to it when different things released, except for this latest one. I have, aside from the three monsters I haven't fought, I have crown hunted everything. So I did that. I mean, people, you know, a lot of times they'll kill a new monster to get the gear, and you'll have enough after, like, at max, what, 10 hunts? 10 hunts, if you don't have the, all the parts you need, you know, you're making too much gear. <laughs> you're making too many sets or weapons or something. Um, what was it, Risen Camellius? I had to fight 47 times? 42, Holy smokes. Um, because of crown hunting. And... I normally enjoy that. Actually, Risen Camellius wasn't that bad. I actually really like him. The Risen monsters, even though they are a mechanic slapped onto a monster that already exists, they're treated like a new monster, and that's okay. They're okay. They're not like, I'm not over the moon of the, by them. But I haven't fought Chaos Gore, which is a returning monster. Haven't done it. I know it's there. But I got other games to play. So that's why it almost hit the dishonorable mention is that end game mechanic that I'm so upset about. Like it, it, that's what puts it on the six for me. Like this could have been number one, you know, if you base it solely on play hours, it is number one. Like <laughs> nothing comes close, but um, it's not, I'm not basing it on play hours alone. It is, is a, overall a great game and I love it. However, I'm just very frustrated with the end game. Uh, and we'll see. I don't know if I will finish the end game or not. Well, I keep saying I want to, but then I end up not doing it. So mm -hmm. we'll see. So that is number six for me. So our last one that we're going to talk about is our honorable mentions. So... The ones that just barely didn't make the list or just wanted to give a shout out for whatever reason. So, Sasha, what is your honorable mention with your crazy funny achievement? All right. So, it's honorable mention because I started it yesterday. I Okay. Um it's called High on Life. And Okay. It's like Oh my god, I just, I don't even I don't even know where to start. It's like a fever dream. You are um, this human who I think you're a teenager. You maybe are you're in college. I don't know. But you and your sibling are at home for the weekend. Your parents leave. They go on vacation. And then immediately aliens invade the earth and they intend on turning humans into drugs. Um, Whoa. And so, so you like hide. You like hide behind this car and you're watching this all go down and it's like really bright, beautiful, like graphics. Um, and they're talking in their alien language and there's like alien subtitles popping up on the screen. So you have no idea what they're talking about. One of them shoots the other alien and then they leave and they leave the alien on the ground. So you can hear this like alien, like, like groaning and, and, moaning so you go to check on him and it's the alien's dead but his gun is talking so you pick up his gun and the gun spits in your face which gives you this like translation ability 
And now you can understand what the gun is saying. And the gun is an alien. And the gun tells you what the other alien's intentions are. And the gun helps you hijack the microwave in your kitchen to take your your house to outer space. And you are looking for a bounty hunter to help you to get rid of this alien mafia who is going to destroy Earth. And okay, the reason I downloaded it is because I learned that one of the guns is voiced by Tim Robinson, who is like one of my very favorites. It's the he stars in I Think You Should Leave, which is my I think my favorite show on Netflix. Um, it's funniest, yeah. funniest show ever. Um, so I'm like, I feel like I felt like it was, you know, my kind of humor. I needed it because I needed Tim Robinson voicing a gun swearing <laughs> at me. So I downloaded it. I've played uh, a couple hours now. Here's the funniest achievement. Uh, I, I like actually like howled, took a picture of it, sent it to my brother. I'm like, look at this shit. So you get to the slums of the alien city and this child alien approaches you and starts like calling you fresh meat and talking shit to you. And it's like, come on, like boss up to me. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So I like pull my gun on him and my gun's like, you can't shoot a child. And I'm like, I'm going to shoot this child though. Like he keeps, he was talking shit to me and the kid's like, Oh, come on. Like, Oh, you're just not even going to shoot me though. Huh? Oh, all right. Fresh meat. And then he pushes me. So I shot him. And then this achievement pops up that says Fallout doesn't let you do this. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Nice. Oh, oh wow. that's funny. So yeah. Uh, it's hey. been really, really funny so far. The game has been hilarious. The gun the guns talk and have commentary like while you're playing. You get like um you get this that's like bounty funny. hunter suit with like the equivalent of Jarvis, if Jarvis was like made by Wish, and yeah, it's just—it's very funny. Okay, I'm looking this up. If if uh, if if it's on PC, it's on Game Pass. So <laughs> another reason I got it. I was like, I'll just give it a try. Why not? Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Nah, it's not popping up on GOG. That means it's on Steam, and I don't want that. But I'll keep an eye out for it. That sounds hilarious. That sounds awesome. Okay, so high on life. Um... Morg, what's uh, what's an honorable mention for you? Ooh, an honorable mention for me. I feel like it's a game that needs no introduction. It is Freelancer. Woo! Yay! The one game that I can't talk enough about, because honestly, who doesn't want to play a game where it's like Job Simulator in space? Do you want to yeah. buy a freighter and just like, you know, just do like shipping from like important from planet to planet, you know, buy low, sell high to another planet, you know, because they have to be low on that resource. 
you can do it. Do you want to be Han Solo and do you want to be like a bounty hunter or do you do you want to like, you know, take jobs for the police? You can totally do it. Do you want to be a bodyguard? You can totally do it. Do you want to like blow up the ships of like terrorists and then like capture the criminals and then put them in the back of your ship with a tractor beam? You can do it. Do you end up getting framed by the bad guys who are like a secret Illuminati group that has found their way in like government society or whatever and they're targeting you because you have an ancient artifact that could stop them? It happens. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, what was that game that I played? It sounds like one of, it was our, it was our second uh, side quest. So a side quest was the version of Bickering Bucks before I had them on it. What was that called? It was a space game like this where you were you were a mercenary doing various things, but I, I couldn't I can't remember it. I and didn't can, play a lot of it. And you can like buy all like different models of ships and you can get like various different types of guns. You can get like you can get flares and that way their their homing missiles don't hit you. You can like drop mines but you have to purchase those mines. So like you have to like saying, build your arsenal based off of a budget that you have. So however much money that you made on a mission and then you like subtract like the cost of like repairs, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it'll come up in the recording. Wow. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um but yeah, like Yeah. Okay. Fantastic game. Can't talk enough about it. It's just phenomenal. There's a reason why, even though it's abandoned, where there's like cracks for it so you can play on modern con- like modern computers. And there are private servers that uh, people have kept alive just in that way they can keep the online going for it. And this is a game from like 2003. And there are still servers mm. that are up that people keep up because the fan base is just that strong. Okay, I think it's if called you know Rebel it, you love Galaxy, it. the one that okay. I that it was like this Rebel Galaxy. I think Rebel Galaxy. If it says, "Yep, three hours twenty four minutes," that is the one. That is how much I played of it because I oh, wow. had a lot of other things going on. It's pretty much uh, yours. Sounds more intricate, but there is some stuff in there. A lot of ship combat stuff, and you work do various odd jobs for people in space as a freighter, and you get to upgrade your ship and yada yada. So yeah, it sounds. So freelancer is the one that you're talking about. Yeah, freelancer is. Um, it's a game that uh, I don't think you can purchase, but honestly, it's probably no. one of the best free games that you can get. That you technically okay. can't play legally, but it's phenomenal. Gotcha. Hey, Diablo 1 was that way for about six, seven years. There was no legal way to purchase it for a long time. Till uh, good old games has it legally, so you can do that. So, Freelancer, if you can somehow find it. Um, so, my, my uh, honorable mention... And Holy it's it's smokes. tough because uh, I was very inspired by the Pokemon games this year. So I played some different Pokemon genre games. Um, there's one I'm currently still working on called Nexamon. It's not as good. 
But the one that I really want to talk about is Monster Sanctuary. And Monster Sanctuary is an indie game that you play as sort of like this weird monster tamer society who is trapped on this island that has monsters. And the outside world are just normal people, supposedly. But in this world, that you're there's magic and monsters and your starter is a talking fox frog or something else. Um, oh, so a they frox? Don't, you, no, 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 no. There's different ones. So oh. your, your green one is a frog. Your fire one is a fox. Your your water one is some sort of... I don't remember. It's been a while. I played this actually at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think I was actually playing it over the, the transition between 21 and 22. Um, and then I finished it in that year. It's a really fun, you, you, you can like sort of like catch them all, but you're really just building sort of like a team. Um, and it is in the style of combat that is not the same, but reminiscent of something like, uh, darkest dungeon where you have like, like, they're in a line. You have three monsters in a line and those monsters have various attacks that can hit different things. It's very much based on statuses too. So like you can buff a lot of like buff your team, do a lot of buffs and then do a lot of attacks. Uh, there's a lot of combos and stuff like, uh, and you get like every monster as they level up has a skill tree. So, like, you're actually customizing skills and spending points on what skills you want to do and stuff. Like, you want to be more offensive, do defensive stuff, or get, like, have a chance to poison on hit with with all your moves. Like, that kind of stuff. Monster Sanctuary, uh, to buy it physically is rather expensive. Like, we're talking seven. Yeah. It's it's, uh, 70 or 80 dollars to buy it physically, but it's oh. on Game Pass. It's on digital stores. I played it on Switch. I do believe it's available on stuff like Steam. Obviously, it's on Game Pass. Sasha, Sasha found it. Um, I just I wanted more monster battle games. Uh, and I played this right before I played Arceus. Uh, I really enjoy this. Actually, this was my Christmas present to Brian and Jacob of the Bickering Bucks. I actually sent them the physical copies. Um on switch and they were i knew they would love it because they're big pokemon fans as well even though we still have yet to fight no one has fought me on violet except for chauncey Mm. and well we haven't fought a lot since he's he's been on shiny hunting um but yeah monster sanctuary it's got a decent story it's okay it's it's also a side-scrolling platformer ish like I would say in the style of something like like a Metroidvania where you got to go back and forth, unlock different things, different areas, um, that kind of stuff on mixed on top of this monster battle system. Uh, and you can capture the monsters and put them on your team. And they are sentient. All of them. Hmm. Sounds so. cool. I might want to replay it at some point. Uh, I feel it's a little too short, but uh, yeah, it was just, it was a cool game that I played earlier in the year. And it just, 
It's one of the ones I bumped off the list. Uh, at one point, this was number four, and I just I couldn't I couldn't keep it there. Too many good ones. So there we are. Um, so I, I will say this. Uh, so that's uh, that's all the ones we're, we're going to talk about today. But I will say. I wanted to put WoW on there with the new Dragonflight expansion, but I'm not going to. Mm. I just... I'm okay. playing it more, but I realize the reason why it's enjoyable is because I'm playing with people and we're actually doing content. It's not that WoW has gotten any better. It feels about the same. So... Here we are. And it also feeds into my Diablo hype because we talk about Diablo a lot while I'm playing WoW. So, you know, what that's, would make uh, WoW that's better. the first part of our game of the year discussion. The, this is the less exciting part because they are, you know, ten through six. What's mm. up, Morg? Oh, I was gonna say, you know, what would make WoW even better is if it was Diablo themed. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's what Diablo 4 is doing, is taking a lot of those WoW mechanics. But I I, I think I talked about that on this show you did. last time. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what they're doing. It's what it feels like. So, yep. Doing raiding tomorrow night. Going to be in my third raid. Woo! See if we can... Party up. Beat the bosses. I'm coming into that raid a whole 20 item levels better, which is a lot. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Was item level a thing when you were playing, yes, Sasha? It was. Okay. Yes. And I, I remember there being that. like third party websites. I can't remember what it was, but like. You'd put your character, oh, your character name, and your character in your server, and you'd get your like gear level. Um, yeah, because in the guild I was in, like you couldn't even go to certain raids things unless yeah. you had a certain gear level. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna make my jewelry over here, mind my own business. You guys enjoy yourselves. <laughs> so I'm the one of the newest pers- people in the guild. So they've been trying to help me gear up. So some of the other guild people, not just not just my high school buddies that are in it, but like like veteran members and leaders of the guild and stuff. They're like getting to know me and things. I was like, oh, that's cool. And because um, I've been the only one that's been social on there and uh, doing Mythic Plus dungeons with them and stuff. And this one guy, we, we rolled a necklace and there was like between the two of us, like which one would it be better for as some, I don't know, maybe not a necklace. It was a cape or some gear. And it's item level was like three ninety something or something. It's really good in comparison to what I had. And then, uh, the other guy's like, Oh, I'll just let him have it. You know, he probably needs it more than I do. And I was like, cool. Yeah. It's totally an upgrade. So I put it on. I was like, cool, that made my item level 387 or whatever I got to. And then he was like, oh, man, that put his item level above mine. Like, I should have kept it for myself. Like, it was funny because, like, they just expected me to be so far behind. And I'm, like, keeping up. I'm, like, near the top end of the people in the guild. Um, 
So I was like, yeah, no, I've been playing a lot. <laughs> yep. I've been paying attention. Putting the time so. in. But like I said earlier, I'm not going to be doing more than probably if I play tonight, it'll be just to hang out with my high school buddies who might be online when we're done. Like that, that would be it. Like I'm not going in there to, to grind, grind, grind because I'm not doing that. But who knows? I might play more God of War instead. I kind of want to just finish the game and move on because it's, it's long and I want to see the story. So we'll see. Cause I got a whole day off tomorrow too. Not doing anything else. So, uh, but yeah, so next week we're going to be doing the rest of our lists. So five, four, three, two, one, but we're going to be starting off with a dishonorable mention, which, uh, like I said, isn't going to be sunbreak for me, but it was very close. It was in that slot for a long time, but then I, I really thought about it. I was like, how can you dishonorable mention something you put like hundreds of hours into and enjoyed most of those hundreds of hours? There's probably a good 30 or 20 hours that I didn't enjoy. And in comparison, that's not a lot. So, um, so dishonorable mention, we'll be leading it off. And then of course we'll do the rest of them. Ace will be with us next week. Hopefully, uh, he was on, baby duty today and couldn't join and uh you know got to take care of the kid that is paramount then so uh well mm-hmm. if he's here we'll hear his 10 through 6 as well and then we'll start through ours so uh any other things you guys wanted to touch on or is that it for tonight that's it for me i'm okay. pretty good Okay. Didn't hear anything more, but I got the idea. <laughs> oh, I just said I'm pretty good. Okay. Yay, lag spikes. Right. Woo! Thank you, Discord. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for Discord, this show wouldn't be possible. <laughs> no, that's true. That's very, or I very have... true. So, uh, thanks everyone for joining. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, be sure to catch us at Hunter sub pod on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, be sure to join the discord. We've been kind of quiet, but it's been the holidays because we're doing things. Although you'll see me on there playing world of Warcraft a lot. That's what happened. You can just see it right there on there for some reason. Um, but I don't know why it, sh- it shows up for PlayStation games now too. I don't, I've noticed that like if I'm playing God of war, it'll show up on discord. It's like, oh, okay, interesting. The only thing that doesn't show up is good old games. So, hmm. Even though it's linked, because you can link your accounts. So, uh, thanks everyone for watching. We'll catch you later. Take care. Bye.